BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. your buddy Murph back once again for a Raiders fan radio conversation. We've only got him for a brief amount of time tonight, so we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Give it up. Welcome the only other show that's on the Raiders fan radio network, the host of uh, Silver and Black Flashback. He's also the author of the Raiders Encyclopedia and author of the championship diary covering uh, the Raiders Super Bowl 18 victory over the Washington Redskins. Give it up, Raider Nation, for Rich Schmelter. Thank you so much, Murph. You know, I'm, I didn't know that you were talking about me. I just went to turn around and see somebody else behind me. <laughs> that sounded pretty damn good. Oh, my God. As you know, right now, I'm, I'm wearing the Raiders shirt, got the Raiders hat. I'm all Raided out right now. You're, you're blinged out, buddy. I love it. And, and oh, so yeah. uh, we want to talk to you, of course, about uh, your, your previous Raiders project. We want to talk about your, your latest Raiders project. We know you've got some other stuff coming up as well. Uh, things that aren't football related, aren't sports related. Uh, so well, I'm just going to go ahead and throw it over to you and just kind of jump in wherever, wherever you want to start, man. Tell us about what you got going on. First off, Murph, I want to thank you so much for everything that you do for me. I mean, to, to, when you got me started with the silver and black flashback, it, it, I, I love doing that show. I just love it. I know we're in the off season now with it and all, but I love it. So I try to make the most out of my time. Um, we, our relationship, Murph and my relationship got started with the uh, Raiders encyclopedia. I did an interview with him then. And then last year I did a book uh, called championship diary as Murph mentioned about super bowl 18, when our Raiders just kicked ass over the Washington Redskins. And he was so wonderful to promote it and everything. And uh, I, I just, I, I just can't say enough for the man. And so now that I'm on hiatus, uh, I finally had the opportunity to get a book called Beast Bedlam and Babes uh, published. And that's all about driving classics from the, when I say classics, you know, you got to use quotations on that one. And see, I see you're smiling because I'll tell you th these titles, I don't care if somebody doesn't like them or not. When you picture you know, mama's mama's dirty girls, unholy roller, you know, all these the Malibu beach, the pom-pom girls, you just start laughing. And I made the book a really great time. I, I didn't take anything serious. I mean, we're not dealing with Citizen Kane or Gone with the Wind here. So I wasn't talking about the lighting or anything. And it's just it's just great. I mean, I just do the whole thing as a parody with, with, with each movie. I don't say what happens at the end because I want people to listen to it. Yeah. It covers, it covers you know, again, the beasts, the badass bikers from the 60s drive-ins. And all the way up through the slasher era in the early 80s when the drive-ins kind of 
you know, when, when VHS tapes started to take over. But uh, with the advent of television t- taking over America in the later 50s up until the VCRs, uh, I, I have the, all these movies covered, 125 uh, entries in there. And now the publisher wants to do another one. So I already have another another 125 set up. Wow, congratulations. So, And I also have a book coming out on Marilyn Monroe, one of her, her first movie uh, that she starred in called Ni- About Niagara. It's about the making and the behind the scenes and all. And that one I'm doing on my own, under my own label. And a good friend of mine, Cody, is formatting it. So it, that, that's a lot of fun. I was able to learn the whole designing and everything like that. So that, that's been a lot of fun. But the Beast, Bedlam, and Babes I'm turning over to uh, a regular publisher. Okay. And I know you're a movie fanatic, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I love classic Hollywood. I'm a, I'm a nostalgia guy. If uh, the, When I'm not in the fan cave, the rest of my house is, is decorated with, uh, you know, Hollywood icons and legends from, you know, mo- uh, movies and music. I have Lucille Ball and Marilyn Monroe and, you know, the Rat Pack and Louis oh. Prima. And I just love those, those, those classic eras. And, and uh, it's interesting that, that you let off talking about that, speaking about the like, those different genres that were around in this in the 60s uh because i just got because i listened so uh, there's a little disclaimer when you turn in your shows to me um i get them done and then up as soon as i uh, as soon as i can but a lot of times i don't listen to them right away because i want to have them spaced out to where i can enjoy them and just this week i finished up your last two shows to where where i'm listening to it as a listener not as a producer right and I listened to the one um, about the, the Raiders hanging with the Hells Angels. And that's what it really reminds me, because that was you're only talking about, you know, those biker gangs in the 60s. Well, that's the era that the Hells Angels were formed. And you you go over that and you talk about uh, that. Um, t- talk a little about that, uh, too, because we know you have such a um, an interest in, in classic Hollywood and obviously you have an interest in the Raiders. Are those some of the most fun for you shows to do where those two universes cross paths? Yes. I, I love every, every show that I do for, for, you know, your, your Raiders fan radio. Uh, but I, I like doing some of the biographies. It's funny when I, when I have people reach out to me about the show, a lot of them love the biographies. I hear a lot about, you know, the Jack Tatum biography, Ray guy. And some people love the games that I do. Obviously, you know, the Raiders win all the games that I, I talk about. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, come on. But uh, I, I like those little human interest stories, too. Like, like I like to try to do maybe uh, some of those. The one episode I did, it was episode 14, uh, where I talked about Alfred Hitchcock and the Raiderette that posed in Playboy magazine and all. That was probably still the most fun that I had doing that, doing one of the episodes. Because, you know, I covered classic Hollywood and I also covered some of the cheesecake, you know. And it, that was a lot of fun when I'm able to do a couple couple stories in there. So those I like a lot. And um I like the one about the outlaw, uh, I'm sorry, the Oklahoma Raiders, where they thought that they were called the Oklahoma Raiders. I had to stop recording five times when I was doing that show because I'm so, starting to laugh now. I started to laugh so hard. I laughed my ass off at this because it was like, you know, I just pictured these guys changing in this in this playground and all these little kids standing around, you know, getting ready to play Little League. And it, it was it, it was just the, the funniest thing that that I heard, and I couldn't stop laughing about it. And I said, okay, I got to focus on this. I had a little tequila. And I was able to focus. <laughs> there you go. But I love it, man. I was, and I like, you know, we have the good fortune of, you know, bumping into the, to these guys. A lot of the guys that you talk about 
um, uh, every once in a while, and it, mainly at the Bolitnikoff Foundation Annual Crab Fest, uh, where this year we interviewed Fred Bolitnikoff, we interviewed you know Phil Villapiano, and those you're talking, you're telling the story about what you know. I didn't know that. I mean, I knew that there was a relationship between the Raiders and 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 and, and the bikers, and the, you know the Raiders were so ingrained into the Oakland culture, and the Angels were part, just part of that. Um, sure. But also with the you know with the Black Panthers and like so many different you know of of the you know entities around the East Bay, um, the Raiders were just in the fabric and really sort of the A's too. It was like you know the, those sports teams. One of the things that made them so special and unique was as connected as they were to the community. It was incredible. But anyways, and so but you're telling that story about Villapiano. I never knew that. Actually, I never I never heard that. I didn't know that actually happened. The altercation that he got in, in into with the Angels, and I can't wait. Till this year at the Crab Fest, I'm going to mention your show and your story and, and ask those guys about that because I, you know, oh about, about the X's and O's of the current Raiders so many times. I love to dig in not only to the past, but I, I like to dig into the past and tell us about, you know, the El Rancho Tropicana. Like, tell us about that kind of, you know, this uh, uh, Villa Piano told us a story about them, them, him and Mike Ciani hosting air hockey tournaments, you know, like. That kind of stuff. Those are the things that are so fun and, and special about that era of the Raiders. And Rich, you do a fantastic job of, of kind of lining those stories out for us. Oh, thank you so much, Murphy. It, 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 you said about the air hockey tournament where cheating was 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 absolutely guaranteed that you had to cheat. And they had a, a the one a lady. Her name was Carol Dota, and I did a story on her. Yes, she dated Berlitnikoff for a little bit, and they they had her you know cheating where she just took these you know took out her assets. And put them on the table to block the goal. <laughs> I mean, where else can you get that but our Raiders? I, and I, I, I'm fascinated by, by by the history of the Raiders. When I started to become a fan of theirs years ago, I didn't know that much about the history and all. And then you started to hear these stories and stories, and and then it all just just blew up. Like my gosh, this is a great freaking team, you know? <laughs> this is just oh, yeah. and um, but so so to do that show. It, it's like, you know, I, I always feel guilty because I, I didn't never did a show yet on Snake or on Fred Bolitnikoff, uh, John Madden. And I just have so many other things that I want to try to do, because a lot of times people heard about Bolitnikoff or Stabler and, and Madden. So I want to try to cover some of the things that people don't know, but I want to get those guys in also. Like I did a show on Derek Jensen this year, and a lot of people didn't know who Derek Jensen was. But yeah. you know, he's one of the special teams had, had that first touchdown in Super Bowl 18. And it was just, I, I, I try to get these unique stories, but also I want to share the, the, the big stories also. So I'm trying to do a, I already have the, I already have the, the shows all picked out for the next season for us. You know, oh, so I, cool. I got that all set, you know, I just have to oh, that's awesome. write them up and I always write a script and everything and uh, just try to go by the script because sometimes I, sometimes I go off script, but most of the time I, I, I go on the script on that. Well, and you know, and I love the way that when you do feature, you know, the, the more prominent Raiders, the, you know, the hall of famers, you do feature those guys. You, you don't just do a straight biography. You kind of, you, you, you hit it from various angles. And I'll tell you this, and I've never told you this, the highest rated show that you've had with silver and black flashback was number 50 meeting Ken Stabler. And that was really, that, that's your, that's your highest rated show. And uh, because it's, it's not just you telling the story of Kenny Stable, right? You're you're talking about meeting the man and and what that meant, and and so that's a really I think a unique way to deliver those stories about those all time great Raiders. Yeah, oh, thank you so much. So people actually like me, 
you're gonna have a super fan i hear i think kevin the writer nerd is like your biggest fan kevin is kevin is great i mean i'm i'm friends with kevin on facebook and i didn't know that he had a pot he had a podcast about he's one of these movie movie guys too yeah yeah very much so I think he leans toward so the thing about me with the, with the classic Hollywood is I love classic Hollywood. Like you said, like Marilyn Monroe and James Cagney and all the movies like that. But I, I've always been geared toward the, uh, 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 the B movies, you know, the, 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 the you know, the, 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 the are you a Sven Gulli fan then? I loved Sven Gulli. Uh, we used to have these horror movie hosts here and I'm from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. And we used to have these horror movie hosts, the Ghoul, Goulardi, and I grew up watching these guys. And my the one goal in my life was to be the next horror movie host. And I was gravitated toward these movies. And I just absolutely love them. And uh, I hope you get a chance to. I want to share that book with you. And I I, I hope that you I hope that you, you would enjoy it because, uh, like I said, no matter if somebody's straight straight faced or whatever, you start bringing up as I say, you know, Mama's Dirty Girls, the Manhandlers. Unholy Roller Chatterbox, all these Moonshine County Express, they're just great flicks. And <laughs> my family doesn't understand me. And, you know, <laughs> a, a great story was my my wife years, uh, years ago, uh, I, I needed one movie, The Astounding She-Monster, for this collection that I had. Now you can get all this stuff on YouTube. But I went down to the video store down, down the street from us next to a dry cleaner. My wife went to the dry cleaner. I said, could you do me a favor? Could you pick up this movie for me? She walked in there and they looked and they said, you're Rich's wife. And they started, <laughs> they started to laugh. She goes, well, yeah. You know, she, he goes, he comes in for the most insane movies you ever want to see. He goes, we actually had to watch this movie. And, you know, hopefully it's okay for him. And uh, she brought it home. She put it on the counter. She looks like I've never been so embarrassed about you before. <laughs> she put, the, she put the, the thing on. She goes, now I have to watch this movie. She put it on and she's watching me and my eyes are like glued to this thing. She goes, I, I can't believe I married you. I can't believe you let you come near me. <laughs> uh, that was a long time ago. She's still here. So <laughs> she just does watch those movies. And that was just before she left. Yeah. Yeah. Just before she left. You know? But yeah, I just absolutely uh, uh, love them. And it was funny when I was doing that book, I was actually overlapping with the show because I was, I was doing, doing the show for you and I was trying to get, just get the book wrapped up. And I was actually watching some of the movies at the time. So I try to watch as many of them as I can, or I just kind of go through them. Or when I'm when I'm jogging on the treadmill or something like this, I'll have it on, on, on my iPad. So I can just kind of catch things where you catch maybe what, what the girl looked like or what who's where the house is, what the name of the street was. It always adds a little personal touch to it, kind of like I do with flashback, where I always like to try to mention their high school or what, what yeah, the yeah. was and things. I, I love that little, just little touch of detail. So when I was doing the show, uh, like I said, last year, I my, my brain was so warped from watching these movies. <laughs> and, was, uh, and that's actually with the Oklahoma Raiders when I started laughing because I started to picture one, one of these movies. And that's what kind of that reminded me of, you know. But uh, it's just so much fun. It's just so, so much fun. And I, I like I said, I love doing your show. I love doing the writing. I just, you know, I just love it. I'm also working on a documentary now. Uh, to, based on a book that I did called Professional Football Goes Hollywood. And I just started to lay the tracks down for that with a good friend of mine, Darren Hayes. Okay. And uh, uh, so talk about that because Kevin actually, speaking of Kevin the Raider nerd, 
he approached me about doing a show and I, and, and I think we're going to do this soon where we talk about all the, the history of the Raiders in, in, in cinema and, you know, rest in peace you know, here recently we lost Carl Weathers, um, but he was, uh, you know, a, a, a big one there, but you got John Matuzak, you got Bubba Smith, you got, you know what I mean? Like there's the, the, how we long, long. Yeah. like there's, a, that's a long list. You could almost do a book on that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. With the rate, you know, the one thing I'd love to do on the Raiders next is I'd love to do a history of the Raiderettes. And I've been trying to gather up some stuff like that, but it's weird when you post on, 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 online, you know, it's like, I'm looking for pictures and rosters of the Raiderettes. All of a sudden it's just, this creep vibe comes out, you know, it's like, no, really. Yeah. An, I try to explain, like I'm an author and, and I'm looking to do this. I have these other previous books, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to creep on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't we, um, did, uh, Michelle Murphy, who is our uh, sister of our good buddy, QB Jeff around here, uh, you know, she was Raiderette of the year and Raiderette rookie of the year and all that. Did, did you all end up like getting a chance to, to link up there and connect I never had with, a chance to link up with her on that? Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll help you out with that. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So at least, at least, you know, I'm not great. At least she'll know when you know I'm not. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, you for the guy. He's not just trying to give creepy pictures. Yeah. <laughs> After, after I typed it up and I, I looked and I sent it and I looked at this going, my gosh, this sounded clear. Like I'm looking for pictures and rosters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> yeah, DM pics of Raiderettes. Yeah. That's... And I'm not, I'm not a freak. You know, I just need a group. I need group pictures. You know, that's all that. I, yeah. And maybe the rosters, if you can get it, you know, but it just sounded weird. You know, nobody responded either. <laughs> So, hey, so speaking of all the, all these projects that you got, we're going to have links in the show notes. So send me, when we get done tonight, send me links to all the different stuff. Uh, and we'll, we'll get it all listed in the show notes, Raider Nation. So definitely support what Rich is doing. I know you can find most of his work on Amazon. Um, we've got him here in the fan cave. We've got, we've got, uh, we've got Rich's Raiders books. And so, and, and I'm going to, I look forward to the, uh, to the movie one too. That, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, so the, the championship diary, um, that was great. And, you know, Raider Nation has heard me talk about that book before. Um, and I love your style, the way that you approach um, with the championship diary and even the Raiders encyclopedia as well, is that they're so factual, but yet there's a story in there as well. So I really love the way that you approach that. Is that going to be an ongoing series for you, that championship diary? Are you going to be doing maybe even things that are outside the Raiders or are you going to go back and do Super Bowl Eleven or Super Bowl Fifteen, maybe something like that? I already have an outline for Super Bowl 11. That was the, you know, oh, that you know, snake and everything like that. So yes, that is in the future. Uh, I would probably say next year sometime that that will be coming out. Right now, uh, I was focused on Maryland doing the doing the uh, the making of Niagara. I changed the title to the tales of the making of Niagara so people don't think it's exclusively about, you know, the actual filming when they were filming it and all. It's just different things that went on. But to get back to your point. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely want to do Super Bowl four. Uh, sorry, sorry, Super Bowl uh, eleven. Definitely, that's that's that that, and then of course then fifteen, and they're all just great like that. And I I'd love to do them on the Raiders. I would like to do some of the other some of the other teams as well. So you know, so some of some of the stories that the people came out of nowhere. Uh, when you look at Super Bowl eighteen, I mean, if you weren't a Raiders fan and you looked at that, you figured that the Raiders probably were going to get blown out by the Redskins. I mean, in, in all honesty. And you know the the Redskins in the regular season, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I and mean, you know it, it was like the juggernaut. But who would have thought that the Raiders would have mauled them the way that they did? And then, you know, like you, you know, I thought about doing Super Bowl three with the Jets, but that's been done so many times. 
I like to try to do little things, uh, maybe Super Bowl five uh, with Ted Hendricks was on the Baltimore Colts and this young, that young rookie kicker came in, Jim O'Brien and kicked the field goal to win it. That's an interesting story. And just the whole, a lot of them are compelling. Uh, Lenny Dawson in Super Bowl four, even though he was with the Chiefs, it was like, you know, with the whole gambling, they had a lot of gambling stuff going on in between that, that, you know, he was accused of that which never happened. He had nothing to do with it, but it was just a lot of drama. So I like to try to get the human drama involved in that. And what better, what better team to do human drama, of course, is the Raiders. And, you know, Wild Lyle, he supplied a lot in that, that Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Those two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. So uh, it was just a lot of fun for me. And I like doing those little mini bios in the back and all. It was just a lot of fun. Yeah. I I just, uh, uh, try to get it in chronological order, you know, how the team was built and all. And uh, I just, I, I love doing stuff like that. Absolutely. That's great. So, uh, well, hopefully rich, uh, you'll have a new championship diary to write uh, coming up here as Antonio Pierce takes over uh, as the full-time head coach of our team. We hired Tom Telesco, a lot of goodwill uh, in Raider nation right now. Of course, we're always going to find something to argue about online, but for the most part, everybody's kind of pulling the same rope. Everybody's, you know, you know, very positive about the outlook. And now and you're a guy like me, like you, you'll find the positive in things, even when they're not going well. Right. So yeah. I know you, you're, you have a positive outlook by nature. I take a lot of heat too, but damn, if it's not worth it. Hey, listen, I've got that t-shirt too, man. I catch a lot of shit from people and I just, you know, listen, I just, I just tell them that, you know, we, we can go about this fandom thing two different ways, you know, and, and, and I just, I choose to be on the lighter side, the more positive side, because otherwise you're just, what, then why am I invested in this? That's just, I'm not telling anybody how to be a fan. That's just my okay. take on it is that if I'm only going to be miserable doing this thing, well, then I'm not going to do it. So I'm going to find something fun about it. Uh, and that's with all aspects of life, frankly, I'm going to find if I'm, if I'm not enjoying it, then I'm not going to do it. So that said, knowing that you're a positive guy anyways, but where do you feel even as objective as you're, as you're capable of being, cause I'm only capable of it as much, so much too. Where do you feel about like that? Now that going into this full off season, we've got free agency around the corner. We've got the draft coming up. Um, you know, again, all this good, good grace around the team, the t- the NFLPA re- re- released their ownership grades uh, today. And the Raiders have a B plus, um, you know, where Josh McDaniels was thrown way under the bus, but anyways, that's another story, but just kind of where, where are you feeling, uh, about the, the 2024 Raiders? I am so pumped about Antonio Pierce being the head coach right now. I, I cannot, I cannot express how excited that I am. These guys rallied with him. They wanted a beat play for him and I'm going to go out on a limb now, Murph. And I've been saying this, I've been shouting this off over here in, in Brown's country. You know, and I always keep bringing up Red Right 88. With, with, with the- <laughs> That's all you got to do. Get that-, that shuts him up. But, you know, it's it's only, you know, almost like, you know, spraying, you know, spraying water on, you know, water on a dog. Maybe they'll go away for a little bit. But uh, it's, it's, uh, I lost my train of thought for a minute. <laughs> the driving movies are coming back. Now, um, I, I'm going out on a limb here, but I would love, I don't know how you feel about it, but I would love to see uh, Fields here. In, in, with the Raiders. Oh, okay. Uh, talk about you talk about with Antonio Pierce as a coach, and you talk about that that firepower that they have on that team right now on that offense. You can make another Patrick Mahomes, and then finally stick it to those people in the Chiefs Kingdom. Wow, that's I, gotta admit, I, I gotta admit, I you know, I mean, 
I, I dislike Patrick Mahomes two times out of the year. Okay. <laughs> you know, but you got, you gotta, you gotta appreciate the talent that he has, but for two weeks out of the year, I can't stand the man. <laughs> you know? but, Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, you know, and, it, and I'm, and I'm with you. And as much as it makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit, it's he's the greatest quarterback of this generation and headed towards being one of the greatest of all time. If not, yeah. be. I mean, if he knocks down, you know, three or four more championships and starts get up there in Tommy territory, like all of a sudden, man, this, and, in, and in terms of like athleticism and ability and all that, like he's already better than Tom and maybe up there in the realm of an Aaron Rodgers and Dan Marino. And I, I just, Daryl LaMonica, let's keep it about the Raiders. But so, and that's why that like a lot of us in, in, in the fandom feel like the Raiders have to swing. Like they have got to do something, major and even if and 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 i hear you and there's a lot of folks talking about justin fields and i think that it's a it's an interesting discussion but even if they bring him fields i think you still got to draft quarterback i still think that we have we are the only way the raiders are going to have success in 2024 and going forward is by us taking care of the chiefs and we're not going to do that with an average guy or even a above average guy we've got to get someone that is an absolute soul-crushing elite quarterback somebody that's got ice in their veins and just freaking will you know what i mean like just literally a, a freaking killer at quarter it's what we have to have Otherwise, it's gonna be a long what 10 more years probably until that guy retires maybe not maybe longer than that you so know, you, look, you look too murph and it's like you look at this and you see like I said, Justin Fields w w would be perfect like that. But, you know, you are right. You know, you got this killer. You, you thought that you had these killers in, you know, Josh Allen and all these other quarterbacks that that, that, that Patrick Mahomes was able to just beat all the time. So it, it, reminds me, it reminds me of the John Elway effect where you couldn't stand John Elway. However, you had to respect John Elway because he beat everybody. You know, and, and that and, and Mahomes is getting to that point. Whether you like Tom Brady or not, which I like Tom Brady. I even like his commercial now. You know, I mean, I I just find I, I just find Tom Brady entertaining. And you, you had to kind of root for the guy, but except for the the, the Tuck rule, but which started all this crap. You know, <laughs> but yeah. it was um. Uh, but Mahomes, I, I I still think Justin Fields would be a a great great neutralizer. For Patrick Mahomes yeah I mean I mean he's got all the physical tools like Mahomes but he just isn't you know Chicago the Chicago Bears aren't known for developing quarterbacks I mean the last time they yeah. had a good quarterback was what you know Sid Luckman it's even hard to count Jim McMahon in there like yeah you're right Jim McMahon was a linebacker you know, I mean, God bless the Bears. They went to a Super Bowl with Rex Grossman for crying out loud. You know, I know, I know that was it. Like, like, you know, and again, Brian Erlacher was the one that kind of really led them to that Super Bowl. But hey, Devin yeah. Hester, you know, yeah, <laughs> he had Douglas for a while, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, all right. So, I've got, we're we're going to start running short on time. So, I want to re re be respectful of your time. But before we let you go, I want to let let's connect the Raiders' past, which you are absolutely you know you're the one of the most knowledgeable guys i've ever met and i'm 51 years old and been doing this raider thing a long time you're one of the most knowledgeable guys that i know in terms of the raiders history um but also we are living in 2024 so we're gonna so let's connect the raiders of the past to the raiders of the future who do you think when we think of those classic raiders players 
of the 70s and the and, and the early 80s as well. And I would even throw in the late 60s and count guys like Ben Davidson and and guys like that in auto and, and whatnot. Blanda. When so when you when you think about connecting that like golden era of the Raiders, we'll call it from like 60, what, 66 to like uh 84, right? Yeah, yeah. In there. Who on the current Raiders fits right into that locker room day one? Give me you know who I'm gonna say. I know you know who I'm gonna say. Maxie. Your first dash. Yeah, yeah. Max Crosby. He is the next Howie Long. You know, I mean, he is the next Howie Long. I said that a couple years ago, and people would kind of roll their eyes. Now nobody's rolling their eyes anymore. Yeah, I mean, he's got that spin move. I mean, Howie had that rip move that he had, but Maxie's got that whole, you know, just that 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 the way he shoots in there. I mean, uh Max 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 Crosby would be. Perfect. I mean, could you imagine him on the line with, with Howie Long, Lal Alzado, and John throwing oh. Ken Matuzak? Go to a 4-3 defense on that. Oh, my God. Could you imagine that? Oh, my God. A cis drunk in there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For Uncle Mosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, that's, I think that's the answer. Um, going past that, I think Jack Jones, when he when Jack Jones stared down Patrick Mahomes after picking off that ball in Kansas City around right. into the end zone. I'm like, this is literally swaggering boisterously on our television. I'm like, this th- that guy is doing exactly what you know. I, I know that Willie Brown wasn't a showboat, neither was Hayes or Haynes, but they were they were showboats with their play, with their impact to the game and their game changing plays. And so I, I could you could see a guy like Jack Jones fitting in with the Soul Patrol. Like oh, yes. he could yeah. be in there with Skip Thomas and those guys, Atkinson, and he could he could fit right on in with that group, don't you think? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you have to come up with a great nickname for him. You know, like you know, you had Doctor Death, the Assassin, the Hitman. You know, you have to come up with some some kind of a. I think Willie Brown was called the Governor, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, uh-huh. you know, the old man and the Governor, but um, uh, you'd have to come up with a really cool nickname for him. You know, like, like you know, like you know, Assassin Creed or something. I don't know something like that. But <laughs> something really, um, something really wild. And I can go I, Captain Jack and keep it on the pirate. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm just gonna stray off real quick about please. that. As long as you don't mind chatting. Um, uh, what, could you imagine being a receiver and you have to go into a go into a secondary with some people named, you know, again, Doctor Death, the Assassin, Hitman. I mean, you can say you got to be crazy if you think I'm going to go on a crossover pattern. You know, there's really no way, no way, you know, across the middle. There's no way. But um, I, I, I'm trying to link. I'm trying to link up a few of the other guys. Uh, just, um, I mean, I, I Devonte is he's very raidery, but he's and. Maybe Warren Wells? Could he be like kind of linked to like a Warren Wells? I wonder, like, could he have fit in or at that era? Like, imagine Devontae in the late 60s linked up with freaking LaMonica. You oh. know what I mean? Like that. Can you imagine? You know? Like, uh, with Cliff Branch? With Cliff Branch? With Snake to throw a cliff on one side and, and, and Devontae on the other? On the other? Oh, oh, my gosh. God. And Josh, yeah. Jacobs, uh, Josh Jacobs, Marcus Allen right there. I mean, he's, he's this – and to me – Marcus Allen, I'm saying it on the – I get all this I get all this flack and everything, but to me, Marcus Allen was the greatest offensive back that ever played the game. Now, I agree, you got naturally Jim Brown. You got, you know, 
I didn't say runner. I just said the greatest complete back of all time, you know, 10,000 yards rushing, 5,000 yards receiving. Nobody else did that. So, I mean, Marcus, Marcus is the ultimate. And I think Josh Jacobs fits that mold right now. So I, I think, I think Josh Jacobs could, could go into that. Love it. That era. Love it. Love it. Good stuff. Well, so, all right, well, let me hit you one more then. Cause I can't remember. And we haven't done this in a long time. Of course we haven't done interviews in, in a hot minute either, but, um, Excited to get back to it. Raider Nation, stay tuned. We're going to have some more interviews coming up this offseason. Um, but while we got Rich, and, and I think I asked you this, but just in case I didn't, we used to do our Mount Rushmore, right? And we would say, okay, well, we, the, who are your four all-time greats? But we spot you, Al, because everyone has to pick Al Davis for right. all the great Raiders. So does Marcus make the the next three? Is that is that is he one of the guys? Oh, yeah, Marcus, Mar- like I said, I, I remember when you asked me this a few years ago when you were yeah, in the encyclopedia and it was like i i need about 10 of these you know but i know i know i, I can't do that but crying out loud i'd have to say again hard is because someone's getting left out yeah exactly it, it, there's no right answer or no wrong answer because and, you know if i don't say if i don't say marcus i don't say coach flores who to me i just idolize tom flores but you don't put him in there you know but, but if you don't put in john madden then you don't know what the hell you're talking about <laughs> I'd have to say Big Al, of course, Mr. Davis, uh, Marcus Allen, without a doubt. Um, geez, I'm drawing a blank. I don't want to have dead air here. Marcus Allen, Al Davis, John Madden, and I got one more. You got a defensive guy, maybe. You got you got coach, you got ownership, you got offensive player. You could go defense. Mm. Ted Hendricks or Willie Brown. Oh, oh gosh. How do you I know? Tell me about this. this is, I'd have to think Willie Brown. I bump and run specialist like that. He taught Lester Hayes how to do it. But you know, how he kick him in the head. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's uh, Hold on, I'm getting a call. Yeah, hey Ted. Yeah, he was talking shit about you. Ted, no, not good enough. I'm kidding. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's good stuff. All right, uh, Rich Smelter, man, we cannot appreciate you enough, man. Always enjoy uh, the incredible conversation that we have, and uh, thank you. Um, you know, above all else, man. Thank you so much for your contributions to Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, we know everybody loves the show, Silver and Black Flashback. We cannot wait to hear what you've got in store for us uh, for this this next season. And anybody that's, that's seeing this for the first time here on the on the YouTubes and, and, and just getting to know Rich, because Rich's podcast is an audio-only podcast. So if you, you've got to be subscribed to the Raiders Fan Radio um, uh, audio podcast channel to get his show. So if you're just hearing about Rich for the first time, I promise you, you will not be disappointed in listening to that show, and especially, and uh, I would say to, to maybe some younger Raider fans that didn't grow up with these stories like I did. Like, I grew up with a lot of these stories from my uncles and my dad and whatever, just kind of hearing those stories talked about, you know, talking about Ted Hendricks showing up in a World War II helmet on a horse to practice one day. Like, those were just kind of stories they would tell. You let the strippers in? You let a stripper in to run around? Run yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. So if if you're not familiar with those stories of the pet, definitely lock into Silver and Black Flashback. I promise you it is time well spent. And also too, Rich, I love your format. 
they're 12 to 20 minutes typically it's like i can listen to it on the way to the gym i can listen to it on the way to the store whatever and it's it's just great so raider nation please do me a favor uh not only subscribe to raiders fan radio of course on your favorite audio podcast service but Check in with Rich Smelter and, and the shows that he's got. There's 67 of these things out there. So definitely lock in and listen to the shows. And so, Rich, we cannot thank you enough, my friend. You are the absolute best. Murph, I, I feel the same way. And as I say at the beginning of every show that I do, you know, it's an honor to, to be on Raiders Fan Radio and to support uh, the Raiders One Nation Foundation that benefits all these charities. And I feel like, you know, you, I, that I'm able to make a minuscule contribution to something like that. And it, it's a rush for me. And I just, I feel so proud to, to be part of it, especially with the great team and, you know, your great team that you have on Raiders fan radio. And I'm so grateful that you had me come on board and I absolutely love, absolutely love doing the show. And um, thank you so much for the opportunity. And I can't wait for, I don't want to rush the year, you know, because then when you start talking about football season, you know, it gets to be the, the, the winter time and everything like that. But I'm really looking forward to the new season after I'm done with all the other stuff that I that I that I do in the off season. And uh, but I just I, I love doing the show. I'll do it as long as you want me. Hopefully, Raider Nation, you're gonna want it for want me for quite a while. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you taking time uh, out of your calendar tonight, uh, time away from the family to sit in and and talk to Raider Nation a little bit. We appreciate you very very much, my friend, and I uh, look forward to doing this again soon. Great. Can I fit, can I close out the show the way that I only know how to do it? You read my mind. One, two, three. Love you, Raider Nation. Let's go. All right. <laughs> All right, Rich. We love you too, brother. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Anytime, Murph. All right, bud. Talk soon. All righty. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.